This is the KintokyoCon Podcast, brought to you by KintokyoCon staff. I'm Sam McGee. All right, and welcome back. And uh, this time we have us another panel, and this one is going to be about uh, uh, what, how, how do you say it? It's the end of the world, as we. <laughs> That's right. This is going to be about post-apocalyptic anime, and so for this uh, for this journey. Uh, that's what this is going to be a journey. I have with me a good friend of mine from way back when. Uh, he is a uh, Fallout cosplayer that has done some of the best cosplay I've seen with like the Fallout characters and you know post-apocalyptic world stuff. But also a big anime fan too. It's my friend Jason. Say hey. Hey. So I've invited you here because you've watched a lot of the anime that I have watched, especially with these right here. And we're and you love the whole the cosplay, the aesthetic, and also, you know, uh, everything about like this kind of storyline with the post-apocalyptic world. And uh, we were talking before the podcast, we started recording it about how like the genre is not necessarily just, you know, this world that's been destroyed by everything, but also, you know, it's basically uh, post norm after we've got out of where we are in our normal society, you know, and it's like the after time. Yeah. Sometimes it's just, you know, the world is literally fallen to pieces and sometimes it's just kind of nice, slow, gradual descent into obscurity. Uh, and, and, and anime has kind of done that, too. They, and they've kind of been able to show that in a lot of different ways. And we're going to discuss a few of them, uh, the ways they do it. And one of the first one I think we should talk about, which is one of the biggest ones. And uh, spoilers to anybody that don't realize it already, that we're, this is, that some of these are going to be kind of spoilers because it takes place. in oh, this is an alternate world. Oh, no, it's actually the end of the world far in the future. But the first one I think we should talk about, which is a big one that everybody knows about. Uh, it is uh, Ava, Evangelion. Evangelion. Neon yeah. Genesis Evangelion. It's a pretty big one, and and you you like this show a lot too. And I remember us talking about it all the time. Yeah, it was it, it, it is a really really good one. It uh, <clears throat> it's one of the ones that just kind of gets to you because it makes you think about their situation and what they're going through and how they're handling it. It's just really really dark at sometimes. It gets really dark. It is still influential for a lot of people. We're not going to get too horribly much into it because I do know there's people out there that are more advanced to talk about this show. But it a lot of yeah. people, a lot of newbies especially, don't realize it actually takes place technically post-apocalyptic because it's after an angel attack has already happened and like another big one's coming and the world is very different. They're all preparing for the end of the world and and then you got the movies, which yeah, the world has ended in those. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they're they're basically living from day to day, trying not to let the world end a third time. I think it was a third impact. I yeah, yeah, and uh, and and anybody that hasn't seen the show, I do recommend it. It is currently on Netflix, so you can watch the whole thing. Uh, I don't think the um, the new movies are out on those. Those are Funimation, so you can still get those. Uh, Funimation DVDs, but like the entire series and the uh, the original movie from the original storyline is also on there, uh, which is which is something to be able to watch. You know, mech anime, very dark and still very relevant to this time. I, it's still one of those shows that I could rewatch over and over again and be like, yeah, this is this is good. <laughs> yeah, it it keeps you on your it keeps you on the edge of the seat and 
gives you some nice uh, plot twists that you don't expect. Yeah, and <laughs> and, and I really do appreciate uh, appreciate where it goes with that. You know, people talk about the last couple episodes in the original series, uh, you know, and there's some people that hate them and some people. I'm one of those people that really enjoy them because it gets very, you know, it's very famously the director and the studio started running out of money towards the end. And so they had to do something very artistic for the ending. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, uh, Jace, would you say you're in the camp of enjoying the last couple episodes or in the camp of, I, oh man, I'm glad you did the movie. It was, I'm, I'm kind of in between because I really enjoyed the last couple episodes, but I like the way that they did the movie and they tied it into those episodes. Yeah, I, I agree with that, too. I do appreciate the movie to fi- finish out the plot and get some more stuff happening. But I feel like you do get more emotion in those last couple episodes where it's very disjointed and very different artistic style for what it's going for. And uh, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 just good stuff. Uh, do you, any any other thoughts about the Ava series that you want to go into before we move on to the other cool stuff we have to talk about? I think of all the ones that we've got on the list today, this is probably the darkest one, the one that feels the most dire in the in the situation. And it definitely gives you that the world is ending vibe to it. Well, and they're, they're, well, they're fighting well, to keep it. Let, let's stay on that dark trend then and talk about another show that, that's also very dark and depression and. Uh, dark and depressing. And now I'm talking about uh, a show which is actually based off an older show that that came and this came back uh, called Casher and Sins, uh, which uh, is yes. <laughs> and the show for anybody who hasn't seen it is basically uh, Casher is like a robot. Uh, it was a robot show back in, I want to say the 60s and 70s. I can't remember how far back, but it was basically a robot show where he's a superhero. But in this one, it's basically the world has ended and there's no more humans left. All that's left is robots because they last forever. And this well, one, even the robots are even in, even then the robots are dying themselves. Yeah. And that's that's the thing, you know, things that were supposed to last forever are dying. And that's that's part of it, too. But yet the entire show is drawn in very dark grays and shadows and Casher is is there as the robot superhero that's just trying to find his way and it's a lot of dark stuff happening and it's really a struggle and a discussion about life and how short it is and what you need to do in those last few moments and the struggle throughout throughout the thing is a struggle to to just like you know get through even though you know it's going to yeah. end well, of that and finding meaning in being there and making the best of the situation that you find yourself in here, regardless of the circumstances. <clears throat> and, yeah, and you it's know. it's a very it's a very beautiful show. The music in it is really really good. I like in the insert songs. I, I remember having that one of those insert songs in my oh. phone. I'd listen to all the time because it was just like this beautiful piece and very very sad and just lovely so it, it's it's sad but there's a tinge of hope in there um it actually reminds me of one of my favorite episodes the episode with the bell yes yes i remember that one too. Uh, and for those of you who haven't seen it basically it's a lady who's been taking all these scraps of metal and trying to make this bell so she can ring it and bring hope to all the people in in uh, the decaying world and no matter how hard she tries, she hasn't been able to get that sound correct. The sound that she's looking for. 
And that right, that right there is just like the entire show too. And it, anybody who hasn't seen this, I do not suggest to marathon this entire show. It's a lot of emotion. <laughs> You're gonna need a lot of videos of kittens between episodes. <laughs> it's 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 also yeah, it's a dark piece. The art style is very fun, and uh, in fact, I think. Um, the show itself was uh, the original one was, I think I can't remember who did the original one, but this one was done by Madhouse. They did the uh, animation on this. So if you've seen any of the Madhouse animation studio stuff, it has a great um, it has a great look. Action scenes are on par with everything. And so and uh, I just looked it up just now. And, yeah, it was actually the 1970s is when the anime, the original anime cash in was out. But yeah, it, I've actually seen the original one, and it's a very different, different uh, show. It's a lot happier than uh, Sins. I personally like Sins better. I, I, I mean, Sins is great. I mean, the original one is more happy, and it's it, it's of its time. You know, the superhero anime yeah. of its time. So I uh, and so. From this really depressing one, let's let's start to go a little bit brighter. How about that? Let's go a little bit less depressing with something that we can go in the vein of uh, Evangelion as well, which would be uh, this from the same studio at the time, Gainax, and that is Gurren Lagann. Ah, uh, yes, that was actually one of the earlier ones that I watched. Um, <clears throat> if I, I as a kid, I saw it on the television at one of the stores. And I went back later, and that that one is uh, got a special place in my heart. Yeah, and, and the show itself was made uh, at Gainax, but the people that were there uh, at the time they went on eventually to uh, to form Trigger, uh, the production yeah. behind Kill a Kill, and uh, uh, many other great stuff that's came out recently. BNA, but uh, well, I'd, I'd say that they were actually that uh, Gurren Lagann was actually one of their crowning developments that led them to that style. And, and you can see that too. You can see that, like the progression of their style from Gurren Lagann on over there. Uh, and, and the thing, the thing with it is, is that this art style is very dramatic between, you can see that they were having fun and testing out their, 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 their wits and their guns with what they were going for with it. Yeah. And, and actually it aired, I can, I could only remember it, it aired originally back in 2007. So it's already 13 years old and it's, yeah, it's a goodie. It's an oldie, but a goodie. It still holds up. And the, the entire thing is it, that you find out eventually, yes, it is post-apocalyptic. Humans are in a different kind of place and get more history with that. But the art style is just so over the top. And so like one of the main character characters, uh, I think Kamina is facing up against uh, basically a bad guy. It's like, here he is. And there's the shot that I remember every single time where he basically takes out his sword and just keeps going and going and going. And you're like, how is that sword still going? How is he still pulling it out of his sheath while he says this huge monologue? And then that's the kind of story it is. It's just over the top manliness and just in your face uh, fun with, you know, those hints of depressing parts. So like we said right there, you know, uh, well, I mean, it, it, one of it's unlike a lot of, of uh, end of the world stuff one of its things was about how you have to have the spirit to to make your way through the situation coming your way and to just charge right into the situation yeah it, it's, and 
that was the one of the best parts of that series. That the best draws. It <clears throat> it definitely is a different way of seeing you know the end of the world and then and, and basically in this one the end of the world it starts out with the main characters down in the dirt literally living underground with no technology or anything like that all the way up until like there's space battles <laughs> in, yeah. Yeah, space battles with star giant robots and stuff in space it's a great they, show they re- they they find a way to move forward and yeah. It, it's got a large encompassing scope. And I, it's, I, I, and I love it for it too. And it's just, and it's great to still pick up and watch it. I think it might still be on Hulu. If it's not, I'm pretty sure it's still on crunchy roll. If anybody wants to catch, check that one out, uh, move, moving along to uh, another show that this one is going to be even lighter. And I think you just actually just now watched this one, I believe. And it's called uh, girls last tour. And the way the way the way I explain it to everybody is basically cute girls doing cute things uh, in the end of the world. (laughs) And that's a very accurate way of putting that. It was and to be completely honest, it wasn't exactly what I expected. It was very lighthearted on the subjects because uh, the girls didn't really understand a lot of the stuff that led to that situation. Yeah, they, they, so, yeah, they're very much still young girls. They don't really understand, but they also have always been in it. And that's the thing, too. A lot of post-apocalyptic things, you know, people see it and like, oh, my gosh, how they can live like this. And the, the thing is with them, they've lived in it their entire lives, so they don't see anything different. They just go about yeah. normal. And it's, For them, it's not the end of the world. It's every day. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, too, is that they keep meeting people. And those uh, most of those people know... Oh, this we know how it used to be. And they're like, well, we don't really know how it used to be. So we're going to keep going along with this. And it's very lighthearted. It's, it reminds me kind of Cashern with the style, the style, the color palette. Definitely lots of grays yeah. and dark greens and things like that. But it also has like, you know, that like, you know, things that are run down and slowly breaking over time. But they're just these two girls like, hey, we're just going to go do these things around here. What's this right here? Oh, is this? Oh, we found a, a cookie making factory. Oh, what's this right here? Oh, we found alcohol. But we don't know what alcohol is. Ah! <laughs> that, was, that was one of the funnier moments. <laughs> and, and, and and that's the thing is the, with this show, especially, is that it is a lot of moments there's a lot of times whenever there's not much speaking and it's just them interacting or just them driving along in their little weird like like uh ta- like a uh, motorcycle tank that's basically it's like what yeah. it is mini motorcycle I, I tank don't remember. It, it's it, it, it's basically what it's like it's, it looks like a motorcycle with like treads on the back i guess so yeah so i think i think my favorite guy that they interacted with was the map guy Oh yes, that, that was a that was a good thing. And that's another thing about that too is that you know you meet this guy who's a single purpose in life and he's going and going and going and mishaps happening to him and instead of him being like it's over, you know, he fig- he's like I just have to figure out something what to do next, you know. You know, it's it's kind yeah. of like it's sad and they leave it open and I think that you know I I really wanted them to f- meet some of these people they met again. And they never really do in the show. I don't know if the sh- in the uh, the series because I think it's uh, uh, yeah, it is a manga series, so I, I, it it continues on. I don't know if they ever meet any of these people again. I would love for that to happen because that would be cool interaction with them. I feel like. Well, I mean, like I won't go into the ending any details, but the ending was unexpected and kind of just surreal for me. 
Yeah, <clears throat> it was it was it was very different, very interesting, and uh, it's just it, the entire show itself is is li- it's lighthearted. You could watch a lot of it, and it's still very good. Yeah. And the op song is like so poppy and fun. It just makes you like, okay, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. go into this end of the world scenario. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's probably one of those better end of the world scenarios that you can find, just because it's so lighthearted. Oh man, and it, it's it's just it's still just really fun to watch. So I want to move on to uh, another one that I mentioned uh, to you, and you still you don't remember this as much as I do. But whenever I watched this show, which actually came out in. Um, uh, I can't remember when it came. It came out a while back. Uh, but the show I'm mentioning here is called Humanity Has Declined. And uh, actually, let's see. It came out in uh, uh, 2012. So, I mean, eight years ago is not too bad. But the show itself uh, is a very um, it does take place in the end of the world. But it is very lighthearted and very like um, very very lightly colored. Lots of pastels are used in the show itself. Um, it was made by Studio AIC. Um, and I don't remember any as much stuff as they make, but the show itself was very lighthearted, not very hard, rough on the uh, design on the characters. And it's and the thing is, with the story of the entire thing, is basically that um, humanity has declined, as, as it says right there. Is basically the... Not necessarily it's the end of the world, but they have discovered other stuff in the world, like, for instance, uh, fairies, which are actually the per- people that are basically in charge of the world now is like these fairy, these little small guys that look like um, like little mini gnomes or elves. And they have like so much magical powers and stuff that nobody can deal with them anymore. They just do whatever they want. So humanity is on the decline. There's not that many. There's small towns left. But the main character who never actually has a name, whose name is Watashi, which means just basically I. So her name is just I like, I, I'm, I, I'm I'm this person. Never actually give her a name. So, and she's just going in these crazy scenarios. And the very first episode is the episode where they find a factory where they think it's like might be haunted or something. I was like, Oh, in here. And they find it's actually an old factory from long, long time ago where basically the food is smart. I don't know if I can't remember if it was like robot food or if it was like genetically oh. modified food. But and yeah, the, and the, the one with the bread. Oh, yes. And, and then at one point, this bread comes out. It's like, oh, why am I not good enough for you? And then he like with his robot hands, the bread pulls like apart his head and like <laughs> this stuff that looks like blood flies everywhere over all the people's faces. And they're all they're just standing there stunned. One person takes like. Oh, that's strawberry jam. That's pretty good. Mm, that's pretty good food. Yeah. <laughs> so, like the entire show, it keeps pumping into these weird little scenarios that, like, it, when you think about it in a, in a post-apocalyptic world, wouldn't really make sense. It's more of a fantasy, but it really is the end of the world because, like, humans have to figure out how to deal with what's left left of their life. But you know, it's so lighthearted, you don't even realize that. Hey, yeah, this this is all coming to an end. So <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> But it, and I, I really enjoy that that is a, as a more lighthearted version of the post apocalyptic show, which you don't see as much, you know, and I'll have to take a look at that one. I it, yeah, yeah, it's it's really fun to watch. I do know that it is on Crunchyroll. I think that's where I watched it, actually. Um, and it's just a very fun little 
show and it's lighthearted and you can watch a lot. It's a good post-apocalyptic. You can watch a whole in a whole setting if you want to. And I, I, I might have did that. Did that. I may have just wa- watched the whole show in one sitting. So I would I was yeah. I would suggest that one as well. And the last one that I would like to go into uh in this one, which is a more recent one. I don't think you've seen this one, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to pronounce it correctly, but I do know it's on Amazon, and I believe the the movie is on Netflix as well. And it's Cabaneri. Uh, uh, Cabaneri, yeah. So, so it's, and it's, uh, it's basically, uh, and I believe it's called uh, The Iron Fortress, I think is the extra title of it. Uh, yeah. It, it came up. It was one of the first shows that came on to Amazon, and it's basically steampunk zombies, post-apocalyptic in Japan. But yeah, it is uh, called Cabinary, uh, which I apologize for the mispronunciation. Cabinary of the Iron Fortress, uh, and it was actually uh, created for it. Like I said, it was created for Amazon, and it's, it's very interesting because you know there's not that many. Uh, shows that do like zombies this way in anime, like uh, High School of the Dead was one of the first ones that really went into that genre. And then after that, a few more did come into that. But it's like it's still kind of newish for uh, a genre that they are they are going for. Yeah, it's definitely a lot more prevalent in the in Western uh, shows than it is in anime. Yeah, there's usually more uh, if they have to deal with the undead there's just usually more geared towards things like vampires and ghosts yeah it's a more traditional way and like zombies is it is coming more into uh the plots of uh japanese shows but this one was one of those those shows that really like was like we're gonna we're, we, here's our idea we're just running into it uh the show itself is actually done by wit studio which a lot of people know wit studio for uh doing uh uh, Attack on Titan. So it's it, <laughs> so you and it has a very similar feel to it, too. And when you look at it, you like, oh, man, those designs look just like those designs look just like some of the Attack on Titan stuff. But the the entire show is like so action packed and fueled that you have like flaming zombies and you have to like stab them in the chest in order to kill them. And you got like half zombies and you got this big giant steampunk train that's flowing through that has to be go has to find it or else the all of Japan will die. And it's it is just like this crazy ride and the designs and the fight choreography is insane in it. Um, and, you know, after you see all this, though, and you don't really realize, you know, this is post-apocalyptic and people are going to die. But, you know, the action yeah. keeps you just going and you just want to watch more and more of it. And it's very, very fun, fast paced show to watch. So, Jason, any other ones that we've missed that you want to just touch up on that you think are great points for people that like this genre that you think that, like, hey, why don't y'all check this out? Well, there's one that's actually really close and dear to my heart called uh, Desert Punk. Oh, yeah, and Desert Punk. That one is, ju- the basic gist of it is the world has come to an end. Everything has become a desert. And people have to make their way in this uh, post-apocalyptic desert. The main character is basically MacGyver. <laughs> and he does odd jobs for people. Anything as long as he gets paid. He gets himself into and out of the craziest situations in the craziest manners. And it's it's really fun to watch. It is a fun show. It is a comedy post-apocalyptic show, you know, and this is one of those ones when you think of post-apocalyptic. It reminds me a lot of like Mad Max, 
Kind of like, yeah, you know, like, the Met, like, uh, not, or maybe, uh, yeah, Mad Max, not necessarily, or maybe the Road Warrior is what I'm thinking of, but a very desert feel to it, you know, in the world, you know, a bunch of punks trying to go out there and do stuff. And this was actually done, the studio that this one was Gonzo. So back when they still had lots of money f- flowing around for them to do this crazy stuff. And I, it was a really great looking style. It is a show from, 2004 and it will look like it (laughs) yeah it's a bit dated but it's still really good the comedy in it is what i really love about it It has this really good action comedy feel and action feel feel to it and it is an enjoyable show that i would that i appreciate it as well i will definitely say that the fight against the tank was the best part of that series hands down when he loses his mind and he wins he wins a fight against the tank by himself <laughs> is definitely a, a romp in the in in good fun uh, what what, <laughs> what other what other uh shows do you think it would be a good good post-apocalyptic hmm. there's a bunch that go kind of off the basic beaten path uh one that i can remember is really old uh green legend ran uh is uh it was basically the world has dried out and main character finds a girl and has to help her uh, navigate the situation. Um, trying to think. That was, yeah, was that, the, that was actually uh, looks like it was a show from nineteen nine, a movie from nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, so. it was pretty old, um, and it does have a very nineties style and look to it. There's of course Akira. Akira and, and you know and that was something I thought about talking about too I feel like a lot of people have seen that that's a b- very baseline thing that people will watch and stuff and it, it's not necessarily well the, the apocalypse is starting in the show I guess you could say the the movie the movie is like hey the apocalypse is starting here it comes <laughs> well, actually if I remember correctly in the movie that's the second one they already had one yeah, like yeah and it, it's you know future futuristic Japan where basically everything is it's starting to crumble. It's yeah, it's it's yeah. definitely, you know, some future punk stuff happening there. Actually, uh, Glass Fleet kind of is. Mm. It's where if you've ever heard of it, it's a uh, very grim, dark, gothic style in space. In and space. the general idea is that uh, <laughs> it feels very, you know, like I said, very gothic, but uh they kind of have that post-apocalyptic feel by the end of it. So I, I, rem- I remember, I remember the show and it, it does have that feel to it. Like the world is ending, but it's, it's still very much a space drama. It's a space opera. Yeah. Is what it is. It's, it's people I think would go be like, yeah, it's a space opera. So, you know, uh, great grain of salt. If you, if you're to know it's, it's going to be a space opera happening with it. It's still fun to watch yeah. though. All right. Yeah. So, so I think I think we've gave people a lot of good recommendations for anybody that hasn't seen uh, seen too much anime and some other ones to check out. But all these, you know, a a common thread along all post-apocalyptic anime is basically, you know, the stuff's changing and you have to deal with it. And that's all. That's a lot of it. You know, I'm not trying to say this as part of the time we're living in in COVID or anything, because I we're 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 going back. (laughs) But, you know, the world and and all these anime, it's all about the world's changing the world world. But you just got to adjust and move forward. And a lot of things 
Uh, a lot of times what these story plot lines are going for, they're aiming for like a lot of times the teenage audiences. Cause you know, if you're a teenager, yes, you think the world's coming to an end all the time, which is why, you know, this plot seems to pop up a lot and a lot more in like teen novels and animations like this. But uh, this has been a great conversation, and I thank you, Jason, for helping me out, go through a lot of these different animes and talk about them. I appreciate your help. Well, thanks for having me on. The KentokyoCon podcast is brought to you by the staff of KentokyoCon, edited and moderated by KentokyoCon head of staff, Sam McGee. The views presented in this podcast are of the individuals and not the views and opinions of KentokyoCon. Theme music created by the talented Twirling Curtis. Thanks, man. Special thanks to our guest, and thanks to you, the listener, for continuing to support the Kentucky anime community.